If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at studioredmedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. And today we're talking about The Office. Dun, dun. So Ryan. Yes, Todd. You just got done streaming the whole series of NBC's American Office. That's right. Not the British one. Not the British one. The American one. I think we're far enough removed. There are still people out there that are like, the British one's better. And it's like, they're two different animals, they to are. be honest. And if you did want to really compete with them, all you have to say is, did the British one run for... Nine seasons? <laughs> Nine seasons? I don't think it did. I don't know. Yeah. No. So, um, yes, I did. I remembered watching... I'm a little late to the, the party. Yeah. When I told my roommates from college, they were like, you hadn't seen it yet? And I yeah. was like, well, guys, here's the thing. When it came out in 2002... I remember watching the very first season, a couple episodes of it, uh, which it wasn't a very long season. I think there was like six episodes or nine episodes in the first season. Yeah, they were trying to emulate more of the British office, and yeah. then the writer's strike happened, I think, uh, at okay. that time. So. so I watched the, and maybe that's why then I kind of fell off the bandwagon. I watched the first couple episodes. I still remember watching the episode. The first episode I feel like I saw of The Office was the one where they were doing the... Um, uh, like harassment training, mm-hmm. you know, the anti-harassment yeah, yeah. workplace harassment training. Classic. And I was like, this show is hilarious. <laughs> and it's still probably one of my favorite episodes. And and definitely watching it when it was coming out like that, that time frame, like there was so much conversation already happening around that topic that yeah. the fact that they just like ran smack dab into it, like with blunt force yeah. and make fun of like all the harassment training that was happening. Was just amazing. Well, especially coming from Michael Scott, like yeah. who is the harasser. Yeah, exactly. And so. then and then he tries to like show that he's not harassing by harassing people. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember loving the show and I thought it was great. Um, and at that time, I'm sure there was plenty of people who were watching it, but like in college, not a lot of people were watching it. A lot of my college friends were not tuning in or watching it. Uh, but then I got busy. I graduated. Mm-hmm. I didn't have cable TV. Or network television. I mean, I didn't have anything. I just had, you know, a TV that could play video games. And that was pretty much it. Like, yeah. even though you could put bunny ears and stuff, it's like, who does that? Nobody. No. So even though it's supposedly, you know, broadcast television, you pretty much have to have cable to get broadcast television. And I didn't have any of that. So I had totally did not get to watch The Office as it continued to air. And then later, when it was maybe like in the sixth, seventh season, and I probably could have tuned in and watched it. At that point, I was like so far behind. Netflix and stuff like that didn't exist to where the only way to watch it would be to actually buy the DVD of the season. I mean, Netflix was around, but um, they weren't showing it. Like Hulu had like the next day airing of it. But yeah, it was that weird like in between where like not all the seasons were available. And yeah, it was yeah. kind of this weird. So you couldn't stream it though, like yeah. you can now and, and binge watch it. So I just, I could never really catch up. And I was a way behind on the water cooler conversation. And so I just never knew the jokes that people were saying. And I yeah. just, I just let it go. Uh, like, like frozen. Mm-hmm. I just let it Elsa. go. Elsa. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, then about two years ago, Netflix was like, Hey, just so you guys know, the office is leaving Netflix. Yeah. 
And I was like, all right, here's my chance. I got to watch the office and catch up on it. And I had tried a couple different times to try and kind of start watching it, but there's so many like current shows that were happening that I was on the bandwagon with that. I was like, I don't have time to watch the op like hundreds of episodes of the office when I need to be watching game of Thrones yeah. or I need to be watching, you know, um, last man on earth or Brooklyn nine, nine or whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to have to do this later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but coronavirus has happened had some time at home mm-hmm. and so my goal was to get through the rest of the office i i had done about seasons like one through four or five uh about a year ago and i was like all right it's time to finish this bad boy yeah uh and it's been a wonderful ride yeah i've enjoyed almost every minute of it yeah i will say overall thoughts from somebody who just recently finished it which is probably what a lot of people feel definitely the seat once steve carell left the show was not the same as yeah. most people have said. I was not a fan of season seven, uh, or season eight and seven, nine. Eight and nine, yeah, because yeah. he left season seven. Yeah, uh, eight and nine. Uh, but a lot of the stuff that I didn't like about season eight, I really just was like, it just season eight was too long. Like if it was mm-hmm. like twelve episodes, I would have been fine with it. But I was like, how long can you stretch out? How yeah. weird Robert California is, or Andy? Yeah, that was back or, when they were really trying to push like twenty five, twenty six yeah, episodes. Yeah. A and season. it was just it was yeah. too many. Yeah, if it had been a twelve episode season and they condensed that same story into half the amount of time, it would have been fine. But it just was like, all right, get to the point already. Yeah, you know, move the storyline forward and the characters forward more. Um, season nine. Ooh, man, when it first started, the first couple episodes, I was like, who are these two new guys yeah. in the back? And then, like, and then Andy did all of that and, like, lost his job and then had to get it all back just so that way he could, you know, have this romance. And then immediately he leaves on a boat and it's just like, all oh, that. And then Jim gets really mad at Pam for not recording CeCe's recital <laughs> yeah. when, like, he's never been mad like that before. And, yeah, like, and I know. A you... warehouse worker guy is, like, trying to harass her. And, yeah, that yeah. was definitely a little weird. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that the warehouse worker just all of a sudden painted butts on her mural made no sense. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing with the sound guy. Uh, you, you had mentioned before I'd watched the season um, that a lot of people didn't like what happened with Pam and Jim. I actually was like kind of okay with that just yeah. because if that hadn't been in there, there literally would be no reason to watch season yeah. nine. Yeah. Um, and they do the very last episode. They redeemed mm-hmm. some of what they like. They're like, Hey, remember how we've been doing all this stuff with Jim and Pam? It's all so that we can have this moment right yeah. here. That yeah. was all set up so we can have this moment. And I really liked that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And they were always like the golden couple, like, yeah. you know, the perfect in every way, very relaxed right. and all that stuff. And I think it was good. Like, that's once again, Dan Gore and um, the guys who created the show Michael Shore. Michael right? Shore and Dan Gore. Yeah. Uh, Dan Gore, he, he didn't create the show, but he he like went on to do Brooklyn Nine-Nine and all that stuff. Anyways, they are really, really good at creating relationship characters where, like, you know, the folly of New Girl and right. Friends and all that stuff, the will they want they, like, it just, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, it's this cheap high school type relationship where it's like the office and all that stuff. It's like, they, not only do they get together, they get married, then they have kids. Right. And they, and you know, second kid. they show progression and then, yeah, they fight and he wants to fight for the relationship. Yeah. And yeah. 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 So the very two last episodes of that season or the whole show, yeah. like were perfect for yeah. ending the show. Like, I uh, absolutely loved how it wrapped up. The yeah. only thing that I wished was like why they didn't have Michael Scott in the office and after a party. Yeah. Like that part, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Michael, but I know that like 
he wasn't technically a part of the show anymore. And I'm sure a lot of that comes down to like contracts and not like so, his unwillingness to be in more of them. Yeah. So what happened, because this has all come out recently in this last week, um, especially with Space Force coming out, um, is that he had contact. He had his agent contact the executives at NBC saying that he wants to be on for a couple more seasons. So well, no, over, you're talking about why he wasn't on the seasons, right. right? I'm talking about why he wasn't in more of the final episode. Yeah, it had to be just like contracts yeah. because of the reasons yeah. he wasn't because he sent over. He wanted to be in the show and the deadline passed and they never contacted him. And so his agent was like, I guess they don't want you on the show. And he felt hurt, you know. Yeah, horrible miscommunication uh, horrible, right there. So. Which, I, which I think. Um, I mean, he was making $500,000 an episode, so he probably bumped it up to 700 yeah. Yeah. a million <laughs> So, well, I mean, he he was definitely the star of the show. Yeah. There's no and he would have been that. worth it. The problem is by season eight and nine, it wasn't as popular as it had been in like five and six. Gotcha. You know. Well, and I don't really know where they would have gone with Michael's story. Right. I, I would have liked to have seen him in it for another two seasons just because I liked him as a character. And he was definitely like the heartbeat of the office. Yeah. Uh, the show and the actual office. Um, but... At the same hand, like they ended his 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 arc yeah. so beautifully, so beautiful. Like I mean, like I legitimately was like tearing up as he was saying goodbye to everybody. Yeah, just because it was like as far as a story goes, like it was done. It was such a beautiful ending and like character arc to this guy that you first meet and find really annoying. Yeah, and everybody in the office is annoyed at him, and he brags about being the world's best cup, and then talks about how he bought it from Spencer. And it's like you can tell, like you know, everything he's saying. Is just ego and lies and him, you know, boasting about himself. And then at the end, then it's like people actually do tell him that he's the best boss and yeah. they give him an award and he throws away his mug. Well, and even know, at and, the end that he is like, we'll have the party tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and, and that, uh, that he wants to leave yeah. his experience and like, and he really did treat those people like his family. Yeah. And it's like, he wanted to leave that family with all of them doing like he wanted to have his last day be like every other day. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's just beautiful. Yeah. You know, that's like, I don't want this big, sad, everybody leave, you know, you're leaving everybody acts differently around me. I want everybody to just treat me the same. They've always treated me because what I've loved is the normal. Yeah. And I want one more day of just a normal day in the office. Yeah. And I'm like, that's beautiful from yeah. this character that initially you're like, Oh my gosh, this guy's annoying. Yeah. I mean, he's funny at times, but he's also really annoying. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I love that. And like the way that like him and Jim, you know, and him and Pam, and I mean, and even like Dwight and him playing paintball. Yeah. You know, or like the thing with Oscar where he like gave him that little stuffed crow, like, or that like little scarecrow doll yeah. thing. And, and he's laughing so yeah, hard. And yeah. He's like, it's so ugly. Yeah. And so it's like he even had this like recognition, like his self awareness yeah. uh, of himself grew. And you could see that like come to completion. Yeah. Where it's like he was self aware of his limitations of his relationships with everybody, um, of his desires and need. And he had matured, you know? And so I was like, I, I don't know any better ending that yeah. you could have given the main character of a show yeah. than like what Steve Carell got yeah. as Michael Scott in the office. So I, I really liked the ending, even though I was bummed that then there's still two more seasons without him in it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, and I felt that same way about the ending of the show as a whole, seeing Dwight be this responsible person, the new manager, seeing uh, Jim and Pam, where Pam finally, you know, like what she says at the end about how she watched, she couldn't even get through the documentary about yeah. the office because uh, 
she was so afraid her, her yeah she was so annoyed at yeah at the character pam yeah because it was a scared little girl who would never do anything even though happiness was only five feet away from her every day and all yeah. this kind of stuff and so it's like and then she's the one that says like we're going to move to austin yeah i want you to have this job you know and jim being committed to her and willing to like sacrifice everything you know it's like that was a beautiful wrap up of their romance yeah um and kind of you know why they were that perfect couple was because they were always willing to do whatever it took for the other person yeah and in the end they do like jim is like no i'll do whatever if you want to stay here we'll stay here and she's like well no i want to do whatever you know and it's like they both kind of came to that place uh angela finally get you know and dwight finally getting married was great even oscar running for for whatever i don't know is he running for senate or office he's running for some kind of councilman office. i think yeah i don't even know which one it, yeah but i thought that was great um i mean creed you know that was amazing um yeah. <laughs> uh meredith like even coming back like looking a little bit more normal and sober yeah. stanley retiring stanley retiring yeah. being out in florida but then he comes back and tells you know um uh oh, phyllis, phyllis that yeah. he missed her yeah. and that phyllis then like you know says how you know like everybody saw him as a grumpy person yeah. you know what would they have made this for him you know and it's like and he made her that little like bobblehead wood, or yeah it was like yeah. a wood carving of her yeah, yeah. and an, as a chicken kind of yeah um you know, even Kevin, like, going and working at a bar. I mean, it's, like, it all, like, makes sense. Andy's story, I thought, wrapped up amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the way that he, you know, went and worked at court. Like, it all makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, it's, like, it's it's good endings for everybody. So, I think as far as show endings where people are mad at Game of Thrones or are mad at Friends or mad at How I Met Your Mother, <sighs> you know, Ooh. some of these things. I, don't, yeah. I, never, I never get into the Big Bang Theory, but I don't know how that one ended. But it's a lot of times it's like, how do you end a great show? Yeah. And most people don't end shows well. Yeah, and I they think really they, I think they ended yeah. The Office really, really well. Yeah. Uh, the last two seasons could have been condensed into one and could have probably used some better writing. And maybe if Ed Helms hadn't been off filming The Hangover. Right two or whatever he was doing yeah i think made him be on the boat you yeah. know maybe that could have been better did plop really need to be in the show probably not right you know but um nonetheless i think they wrapped up they redeemed a lot of their mistakes yeah in the last two episodes so overall as everybody else i really enjoyed the show it's absolutely wonderful yeah now going through and watching it as it came out every week were some of the jokes more funny when you watched it the first time because they were more um, like of the times, if that mm. makes sense. Like, right. you know, commenting more social commentary on the times. Cause some of the stuff, like a lot of the, like kind of not jokes, but some of the jokes that they were making around, like the acceptance of like homosexuals in the office and like some of the stuff with Oscar or some of the stuff with like the male chauvinism in the office. Like some of that stuff isn't as like, we've kind of like that stuff has been brought to attention. Mm-hmm. Um, corporate America has talked about it and kind of like resolved some of those issues and moved forward. Not saying that they've all been resolved by any means, but they're not as bad in some ways that they were in the early two thousands. Did you feel like it was more like some of that, like what I was saying about like the harassment stuff, like that was really funny at the time because that's what everybody was talking about. Yeah. They were making fun of something that was happening all over the place. Now that we still don't have harassment training, but it's almost like, the thing that we've now been doing for 10 years. So it's not as funny. Yeah. yeah I think the format of the show helps it be ageless forever because yeah. it's a documentary. So you can like kind of look at it in that 
light. You know, it's kind of a history of old corporate America. Even the fact that it's paper, like that's the whole point of the whole show is that it's a dying industry. Like nothing was ever supposed to last within that show. Um, yeah. You know, like they're constantly struggling to survive. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like the most, it'll have a, you know, paper. It's a paper company. Uh, the fact that Jim never wanted to be there, he always wanted to move on. And right. so I think that's the beauty of the show is that it, as long as you get away from it, it still like holds up. It's still relevant because it is a documentary. We still can laugh at the little things like the harassment training and the, because we do ultimately see character growth. You know, I think that's the thing with the show. It, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that's why, cause it, it does like resonate with younger viewers, like a very popular, like, the, the demographic even now 15 years after the premiere um younger audiences like gen x you know the yeah the gen Pe- z gen right z. people who weren't ever even a part of that exactly office culture they watch that show they binge it all the time it is like their favorite show so i mean obviously the jim and pam stuff is great but yeah i mean there's just so many jokes and it's one of the most rewatchable shows out there because there's Really, the farther you get away from it, it's so impressive how funny it is consistently every single episode for how many episodes they had, for how many seasons they had. I mean, even season nine, you had some classic episodes like the the, the garden party at Dwight's, the true farm, you know, that Andy kind of put on. And Dwight, you know, uh, Jim made a whole book about proper etiquette, really you know, funny. like there's just little things yeah. like that. And uh, <laughs> like, and it's a little tiny things like uh, Kelly being like, I'm cold. And Ryan's got a scarf and jacket. And he's like, well, you should buy a scarf, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's just like little moments like that. I did also like their, their wrap up uh, as well. Yeah. Kelly and Ryan. Um, For me, when, when, they left the show is when it kind of wasn't as good because like as much as I love uh, Steve Carell, you know, uh, Michael's character, it was the Kelly and Ryan, their little moments, their like little like side eyes, their little like, you know, oh, these are like crack. Really, Pam? Crack? Have you ever had? You know, like yeah. it's just like his smart aleckness, his right. fact that he was wearing a fedora, yeah. you know, like it's just little things like While that. While being in the closet. Exactly. In between the bathrooms. Exactly. I mean, everything about that, his character really, for being so small and so minor, especially in the first season, yeah. like they're nothing. And then they kind of just bloom and become such great characters. So, um, no, it really, you can go back and it's timeless still. Like, yeah. Um, and, and I think that just goes to show the legacy of the, the office is like that. It will, it's up there with the best shows of all time. I mean, it really is like as, as even though seasons eight and nine, people can be like, eh, like they still finished this strong with that last episode, Season nine is significantly better than season eight, in my opinion, because I think they finally knew that it was coming to an end. Season eight was kind of like that weird, like middle ground where they're like, are we going to go to 10? Are we going to go 11? You know, and they didn't really know what to do. You know, once your main character leaves Michael Scott, like it's kind of a little off the rails. You're kind of like, what do we do now? So, yeah. And who was the main characters at that point? And they kind of like bounced around. Like, is it Andy? Is it Jim and Pam? Is it? Maybe yeah. other people in the office, you know, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, it's, the show is just undeniably, I mean, there's a reason why it's the most streamed show on Netflix. Like, they had a thing where, like, last year, or, like, 
couple months ago, like collectively, like 90, it was like something like 30 billion minutes were streamed of The Office. Wow. You know, like it's just like insane amounts of people are watching it every day, always. And give it, give it like a year, come back and revisit the show and you'll be impressed there'll be new things that you laugh at you know uh i remember the the dinner party episode which is considered one of the best episodes of all time um i did not initially like that episode when it came out but the older i get and the more removed i kind of get from like awkward kind you know i was always i never liked awkward comedy or but now watching it like i lose my mind with that show like easily like just everything about it as little as like him being so proud like seeing the sadness of michael's life yeah brought a new dimension to him you know it's just right. little things like that where he, he was the annoying boss and it would be like the little things where he what was those 30 years 30 he, he he got that duplex for 30 years or something on like a fixed rate or uh Remember he, he yeah. the the place that he yeah. lived in, it was like the most insane. Yeah, like the worst <laughs> contract ever. Worst contract ever. But it'd be like, you know, when Jan's on the bed, like I get to sleep on this little like yeah. <laughs> like in in table thing. Or uh his he was so proud of his TV. <laughs> yeah, and it barely it's pulls just, away from the wall. It's just titles. Um uh, it's just the show is brilliant at every level because it's consistent consistency is so hard in anything yeah that's true and so to be consistently funny for nine seasons even if there are episodes i think that's why the episodes were so jarring when they were bad because it's so unlike what we're used to yeah that's true you know and and you know heck like that's we've seen bad shows when they go off the rails they go off the rails like um Big Bang Theory was never funny, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it's just it's you. You and I talked about this. Like, take away the laugh tracks from shows like Big Bang Theory or Friends, or you know, even even John Oliver. Like, when there's no when there's not that environment, you really are stripped of everything, and you really get to see it. The Office never had a laugh track. Yeah, but it was so funny because of the editing because of the acting because of the writing because of every aspect of that show especially when they got their own voice i think that was the thing first season like you could feel they were still kind of a a weird hybrid of the british office but then i mean that second season they go strong and is season five i think might be like season five and six are like the best seasons of television i think that's right yeah, I mean, five and six would probably be, I think four, five, and six, like the middle is definitely yeah. my favorite. Like once Pam and Jim are together, yeah, um, even when she like goes to art school, like from that point up to probably Michael leaving, yeah, like those are probably like some of the best ones. Yeah, you know, up to them like even getting married or yeah, like probably those like standpoints are fun. I mean. But I mean, like Michael getting together with um, Pam's mom. I mean, yeah. and I think that was where <laughs> Michael, who, who who are you having dinner with, Michael? <laughs> yeah. Michael, who are you having dinner with? And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and her getting so mad is like best acting from Pam yeah. ever. It's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think what they did such a good job of, especially like 
in that middle section is they did they did such a good job at the beginning setting up so many opportunities for really funny jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that one, Michael dating Pam's mom. Yeah. You know, it's just like because Pam's had to be the one that mainly has worked with Michael, been his secretary basically by being his receptionist. Yeah. You know, it's like she's had to interact with him on a regular basis and like, you know, like would it have been as funny if if he had dated Stanley's mom or Stanley's daughter? No. I mean, not that Stanley didn't but like when, when Stanley yells at Ryan because Kelly gets jealous because Stanley's daughter is flirting with Ryan, even though Ryan's completely ignoring her. And Kelly's like, yeah, <laughs> said something to Stanley. And he's like, boy, you better watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. But I mean, like Stanley's yeah. relationship with Michael just wasn't as developed yeah. as Pam's was. I mean, yeah. she was probably like the one that was closest to him. Yeah, and there was a reason why they were the last ones to see each other right, when yeah. he left. And yeah. even the reason why we they cut the audio yeah. and we can't hear what they say, you yeah. know, because it makes it more fun and more, you know, from a storytelling standpoint, like it makes it more... Um, you know, kind of mysterious and sort of almost like, nope, that's their special moment that you don't get to know about, you know, and it makes it more special. But because of that, though, the relationship that she's had to do and all the time, I mean, I watched the very first pilot episode. I went back and watched that one just because I was it. I was like, I wonder how this, do I remember how this all started? Yeah. Because they started referencing a lot of stuff from the first pilot in the finale. Yeah. And um, I mean, right from the beginning, he tells Pam to throw the memo in the trash. And then in the meeting, he's like, Oh, I didn't know you were, uh, she's like, do you have the agenda? And he's like, Oh no, I never got it. And he blames it on Pam. And then she's like, uh, you told me to throw it in the special container, the trash can, you know? And so it's like right off the bat, you can see like the tension and like the disdain that she has for him. Yeah. So that it's like all of that stuff though, they did such a good job setting up all these characters, you know, the, and the dynamics between them, between Dwight (laughs) <laughs> and and um uh oh man Angela no no uh Jim Jim yeah, yeah. I'm like how am I blanking yeah. on his name okay. uh Dwight and Jim uh yeah even you know Angela and Oscar yeah. Oscar and Kevin you know it's like all of those people the way that they you know set up all those little dynamics allowed them to play all these other jokes yeah. for so long that like they would have this they could. I'm sure they just had like a laundry list of ideas yeah. that were all really funny because they'd done such a good job building the characters of their show. Yeah. And I think that's probably like, if there's a takeaway, which is something we always like to do on our podcast is talk about like, what can we take away as writers or as comedians or comedy writers or just storytellers as a whole? Yeah. What can we take away from the office? And it's like, they did such a good job orchestrating and creating the characters yeah. to where they, were able to go for so long consistently being funny. And that's just because they had a ton of choices when it came to making jokes. I feel like when you jump the shark, it's because you've run out of ideas. Yeah. And part of that is because you've, you've done everything that's possible with the characters that you have. Yeah. And yet you're supposed to still keep making shows. Yeah. When you really should probably end it. Yeah. Um, and unless you have some huge thing that changes, it's like, what are you going to one up on? You know, that's where 24 then drops a nuke in LA, you know, <laughs> or the, you know, or happy days, the Fonz jumps Jack a shark. Bauer literally dies in yeah. 24. I just remember that. Yeah. You know, and so there's always stuff kind of like that as like, oh, well, maybe, maybe Joey and Rachel can get together because yeah. they haven't done that yet. You yeah. know, and it's just like, that would have been at the very bottom of the list three seasons ago, yeah. but now it's at the top of the list because we've worked through everything else. Yeah. Um, and I feel like The Office just had such a plethora 
yeah. of ideas because they had such good character dynamics. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and as much as like I was bummed that they didn't do the Shroot Farm like show at the time, looking back, it definitely probably would have been like how they tried to do a Joey show, you yeah. know, or, or they tried to do, do you remember they tried to do a Kramer show? No. They uh, Kramer, he had like a show and it was like spectacularly failed. Um, way worse than like Joey's show. Um, and so, yeah, it's just definitely those things where it's like, I mean, there's a reason they're good as an ensemble. Yeah. You know, like it's just like an NBA, you know, the Bulls were prime when they were all again. And then Michael went to the Wizards or yeah. Skype went to. Right. Well, and places. like you said, even not just losing Michael Scott, but also losing um, Ryan. Yeah. And Kelly. And Kelly yeah. also changed the dynamics because one of the things that the office used as their comedy tools which we've talked about before is their cutaways yeah their ability to cut away to either a reaction in the office yeah or a reaction to somebody getting interviewed you know like the live action cutaway or the interview cutaway is like was their comedy gold yeah you know and and just little little tiny things like um i think there's an episode where Someone comes in and Kelly goes, oh my God, I love it. And then she looks right at the camera and just yeah. <laughs> shakes her head. And it's just like, you know, like there, that's her character. You know, yeah. she's just a liar. You know, yeah. she clearly like thinks she's better than everyone. Yeah. And, um, and that, that was the great thing is like with the first season, I think, you know, Kelly Kapoor, like she, they definitely were trying to like maybe go more the Indian, you know, kind of, right. she is the, the nice, but the fact that they made her like, an almost unlikable character right. was really just brilliant, you yeah. know, because I think it, it it humanized her more than, you know, just kind of what we would do with right. our kind of, you know, ethical. Like, this is the thing is every character, like Oscar, the, you know, he was gay, but he was smart and clever, but then he had his faults too, you right. know. Uh, each character felt so human yeah. in every way. Right. Yeah, they didn't shy away from letting people be the bad versions yeah. of themselves and yeah. the good versions of yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. And they, they really were that at the same time. Like Oscar, you know, takes in Angela yeah. after she has to leave her husband because he was having an affair with her husband. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and then he becomes the godfather of her child. Yeah. So it's like in at the same time, it's like he's showing his humanity, the goodness of humanity, yeah. and also like the the lows of humanity. Yeah. Um, I mean, and everybody does that, right? I mean, it's like Angela is a hypocrite. Yeah. As she's Stanley's, he cheats on his wife constantly. Um, Phyllis is probably a little, you know, she hates Angela and kind right, of right. has her opinion. You know, like each character, yeah. Pam obviously has her, you know, like yeah. that was the great thing is every character was flawed in, in different ways. Yeah. Um, and yet then they all found a way to love each other which i think is why again like the way they wrapped up the end which where andy is like i wish somebody would tell you when you're in the good old days yeah i wish somebody would tell you when you're in the good old days that you're in the good old days yeah, yeah. um you know and and it's like even andy who everybody was like oh andy you're yeah. annoying and you punch holes in the wall you know it's like they all even like celebrated his win and it's like after a while they realize like you know what we're all kind of messed up human beings yeah but we're all in this together. And and again, it's like that was what Michael's thing was, right? Like that yeah. he was like, this is my family. Yeah. And in the end, it's like they came around almost to what he felt like versus it just being a dumb office yeah. job. That, yeah. they, you know, it's like Jim was like, I don't even know I'm here. This is boring. I sell paper. And then at the very end, he's like, 
you know, I've hated this job and I've loved it. It's yeah. been a great job and it's been horrible, you know? And it's like, he accepts the fact that like, yeah, there's parts about this that sucked yeah. and I wish I'd never done them. Yeah. But at the same hand, it's given me everything good in my life and I wouldn't take it. Like I wouldn't give it back. Yeah. You know, I would, I would, I wouldn't let anyone take this away from me. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just, I thought it was just great. Now I will say just, um, uh, opinions going back to just my, my impressions and review of the show. Uh, I'm still team Karen all the way. I know everybody loves Pam and I know from a storytelling <laughs> perspective why it needs to be Pam. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I see that. But if I was Jim's actual friend in yeah. real life, I'd be like, dude, what the hell? Oh yeah. No, I, you I need think to stick with Karen, like man. That. Yeah. Karen, Karen was better in every way. Yeah. It's like Karen would have immediately been like, yes, let's move to Philly. Yeah. Let's get out of this yeah. town. Jim, you need to be better. Uh, so, uh, you're going to, you're going to like Parks and Rec cause you know, she's in it. Yeah, she's yeah in exactly. It, so. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so anyways, I was team Karen <laughs> all the way. Uh, my, my ultimate couple in the whole series is, uh, Michael and Holly. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Like for sure. I, I know people are always like Jim and Pam, but like Michael and Holly, like oh, in yeah. every way they were so goofy. Yeah. They were so sweet. Like she even like called him out on stuff, you yeah. know, like he would do stuff that most people would be like, ah, oh, Michael, but she'd be like. No, don't say that. You know. Yeah. But then she also loved him for his yeah. goofiness, goofiness and weirdness, and, and she was equally weird. Yeah. The the thing, the episode that I definitely cried the most, like just sobbed, was you know Michael's last episode. And I sobbed for two reasons. Obvious. Well, probably three. But first one is definitely when Jim is saying goodbye oh, to Michael. That was like that's them actually crying because that was the last shoot of the day before Michael Scott actually left. Before you know C. Carell left, that was his final scene scene and they were just bawling like the whole time so all that is absolutely real so and, and just i mean the little things where it's like and tomorrow i'll tell you right you know, because they wouldn't be a tomorrow uh, on the, the shoot the, day yeah exactly and when jim like knew you know they yeah. wasn't coming uh, it was, uh, gets yeah. me um and, and then and again it's like uh in the very pilot episode jim has to come in because michael's like oh you need the old dog to teach you the tricks yeah. you know and help you land the sale yeah. And Jim is just like, whatever, I don't really care, yeah. weird boss, yeah. you know? Like, um, And so the fact that, again, it's like Jim came around and was like, you know, I would tell you that you've been the best boss yeah. I've ever had. And it's yeah. like, ooh. Uh, so that that gets me. And then um, the scene where Michael's freaking out and he calls Holly. And he's like, I can't do this, I can't do this. You know, he's like, I, I can't I can't leave. And so he calls Holly and she's like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Goofy. And, and he is instantly better yeah and and that and that's when we realize that he's leaving today yeah um and then obviously the scene with with pam and him and yeah. how she's like he's really excited to see holly you know it's just, yeah it's like ah they really because that's all michael wanted was yeah. love yeah i mean even the old video one of the funniest scenes the whole thing when he's talking to the puppet and they're like what do you want to be he's like well i want to have a hundred kids so no one can you know so i have a hundred friends and no one can say no to be my friend yeah and that little puppet's like, <laughs> just yeah. like and that's all he wanted you know it's it, he wanted family he wanted yeah. this unconditional love and yeah. Yeah. holly was that yeah you know? yeah and i i liked uh, again that probably all of all the episodes yeah. michael's leaving episode was my favorite um as far as like the comedy that they had in there, the heart that they had in yeah. there and like how well it was written. Cause exactly what you're saying. Like once again, we always talk about, we always come back to, um, you know, the orchestrating the storytellers orchestrating the emotions Oof. of the reader or the watcher or the, the audience, audience or yeah. whatever, you know, whatever you want to 
whether you're writing a book or a poem or a movie or whatever, you know, if you're making something like that, you're orchestrating their, their emotions. Yeah. And I was definitely feeling like what you were feeling, what you're saying, where it's like, Michael, why are you leaving? Yeah. This is horrible. Don't leave. Yeah. These are your people. Yeah. And then he calls her and he, and she immediately starts doing the weird voice. Yeah. And he immediately goes into it too. And you immediately see like, yeah, these are his people, but like, she's even more important. She's his even, person. Yeah. yeah. That's, this, she's even more important to him than these people are. Yeah. And, and for the right reasons. Yeah. And so it's like, as hard as it is, is for somebody to leave like that, there's certain people and certain kind of situations where it like justifies leaving behind a great group of people to go be with another great person. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was beautiful. Um, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, that was also another thing is that everyone in the office, as much as he loved all of them, they never truly fully embraced. You know, like yeah. like they liked him as a boss and that he was great and all that stuff, but Holly, like, loved truly him. loved him. Yeah, yeah. Because all his other girlfriends, like, had used him. Right. Or, you know. Yeah. And so it definitely was... Uh, the right thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's probably why I agree. I loved Holly and his relationship too. I wish there had been more Holly yeah. in there. Um, yeah. That would be the only thing. Like it was, that's probably where it was like kind of a bummer that she came back in season seven and then like immediately then he was yeah. leaving. Cause I was like, Oh, I want more Holly. Yeah. Well, she had done uh gone girl and I think her career kind of blew up a little bit. Okay. And so she kind of was doing movies and stuff. Gotcha. So yeah. Um, like, I mean, just the fact that in the first episode you see her, she thinks that Kevin is special, yes, you know, so and it's just like, wow, you have a car? He's like, yeah, I have a car. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And he's like, I'm totally going to bang Holly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, yes, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why I was like, in the very last episode, I wish that there had been yeah. more Michael yeah. and even Holly. Like, I wish yeah. Holly and Michael had come back. Um, and like I said, I'm sure it's for legal and contract reasons that we just don't understand. And I'm sure the writers would have loved to put them back in there more if they could have. But um, like Ryan and Kelly. Kelly got like this whole little scene <laughs> that was amazing as well, the by the way. The fact that they abandoned their child. Like Ryan had a kid. Well, right? but it wasn't technically his kid. It was he was dating a girl who had a kid. And then one day she went to get groceries and never came back and left him with the kid. And then he then was then in charge of this kid. And then he left the kid with Kelly at a wedding and Nellie gets the kid. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, Nellie then like adopts the kid. Yeah, yeah. Nellie was the one that I think a lot of people didn't know. Yeah. And Nellie was super annoying in yeah. season eight. Yeah. Well, she was trying to be like, once again, they tried to fill the Michael hole. Yeah. I think, and it just did not work with yeah. everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Andy was doing okay. And then he went, like, I was getting on board with Andy in season eight, kind of filling that hole. And then all of a sudden he got on board of a boat <laughs> and with left. With Josh Groban. <laughs> and never came yeah. back. I did like Josh Groban yeah. being in there, actually. Like, I was like, Josh yeah. Groban? Oh, yeah. That. And he did a good job. Oh, he's great. Well, and the fact that like Andy's name got changed when he was seven, yeah. you yeah. know, because yeah. like, we felt like yeah. the younger brother was more yeah. suited. For well, and we talked about this, like when you do have to then fill the role of, of Michael on The Office, um, obviously Steve Carell is a great improv yeah. actor and people that have been on the show, we've listened to them on podcasts where they talk about that, like that, like he was a master yeah. and working with him. It was just like unlike working with anybody else. So it's like hard enough already to fill in yeah. for a great actor. But Michael Scott as a character, because of the complexities of him yeah. and this like need for for affection and approval by this group of people in the office, 
and like his just whole layering that he is uh, was so much more of an interesting character than what Andy's role was in the office. Yeah. Uh, And so it's like, it's kind of unfair to try to like replace the super complicated, complex character with a less complicated side character. It's like Andy's parent issues and daddy issues do not come close to being as interesting and as rich from a story perspective as Michael needing approval and friendship and love that he hasn't been able to find at any point in his life. Yeah, I mean, that was the crazy thing is that Michael was kind of this living paradox where he was so bad with people, but yet he was such a good people person, you know? And he desired people. Exactly. Like, like that was his, the reason he was the boss and why he was amazing is because, like, he was an amazing salesman. Yeah, it'd be like somebody who was, like, absolutely in love with the water and swimming mm-hmm. and wanted nothing more than to just swim every day, all day long, but they didn't know how to swim and they constantly were drowning every time they got into the yeah. water <laughs> and had to get rescued. And yeah. it's like that, that like conflict character <laughs> conflict yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Where Andy needing approval from his dad yeah, and trying to get it through the office, like that negates all the people that are actually in the show. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and and so. and his his relationship with Aaron, like I I really loved, I actually really loved uh, Michael and Aaron's relationship there to kind of yeah, end, where too. she, it was the reverse of kind of Pam and Michael, yeah. where she was like the one seeking his approval and love, yeah. Like even the fact that she like hates Holly, yeah. And she's like, I just don't see it, you know. Like yeah. I thought it was so funny. The one of my favorite scenes of all time is he comes out and goes, "Scissor me, Aaron," and she throws scissors and he catches it, <laughs> and like Pam just like being pregnant and just horror like in looking at the camera and he's just like you know it's these two adults doing completely irresponsible yes, things exactly. in every single way like th- the bad choice of words the fact that he grabs the scissors by the blades like you know just like <laughs> yeah and then she throws them at him <laughs> at him and then like you know it's little things where it's just like uh you know pam she was the receptionist and she's like oh i brought some candies back and she's like okay well i'm gonna ask michael and he's like no, I mean, just put it, I'm gonna ask Michael, yeah. And and like Pam clearly is like, oh, I know how to do this. And then Michael goes, Thanks for asking, you know, like, she's yeah, like, it's like, Yeah, thanks for asking, by the way, you know, it's just like, What? That's happening, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, there's so many great things, yeah. But, um, I, I don't know if you wanted to finish your last, but I want to ask you with each character, see if we have time to do this, what is the funniest thing that you can think of, like, funniest joke or something that each character did. Oh man, that's hard. Um, oh man, yeah, I don't know if I could think of something specifically for each person. I mean, I I could probably be more like general with it. Yeah. Um, definitely with Jim, like his pranks with Dwight. Yes. Oh my classic. gosh, were amazing. The the last one, the one of the last ones he did where it replaced him with uh, an Asian man. <laughs> that was funny. That was incredible. That's a. Uh, uh, He's from Fresh Off the Boat and all this other thing, but that was just so funny. The pictures and yeah. everything. Wait, well, you're not Jim. Um, that was a classic. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the Mega Desk ones were always funny. <laughs> yeah. With Dwight, it's like I have Mega Desk. Um, I think I think the one where he dresses up as as him. <laughs> that's truly a classic. That's yeah. probably one of my favorites. Oh, uh, with Jim. I do the theft is not a joke, Jim. <laughs> and then as soon as he's like about ready to say Michael, then Jim goes, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was really good. Uh, as far as Dwight, I mean, 
I think like the episode where Dwight is like office manager and then shoots the gun. <laughs> It's probably one of my favorite like Dwight things because it's just yeah. like Dwight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know. I think my favorite with Dwight is when he takes Ryan out into the field. Oh yeah. And, and leaves like, him there. Like I have planted the yes. <laughs> the seed into the ground. I will plant a seed in you. Right. So his car drives off. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Anything with shrimp farms uh, yeah. is great. Mo, oh, all that yeah. stuff is yeah. amazing. Um, Kevin, I have. Probably three favorite things. The I'm gonna bang Holly's hilarious. Yeah, the chili funny. when he brings the big pot of <laughs> yeah, chili spills it. One of the funniest things ever. And then the wedding when he's like, uh, I I had some shoes that were supposed to be in the magical <laughs> circus. Sir, we had to burn them. <laughs> The way you have to wear Kleenex box. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is really good. That's true. Uh, those three seeds are like. I, I also do really like, um, <laughs> uh, and maybe it's just like I, I like the the like subtle or like situational comedy. Yeah. But um, when he knows that Oscar is having an affair and he can't say anything, <laughs> uh, and then Angela kept saying all these things, and and Kevin's like, "Oh come on," you know. <laughs> Or then, or then it's like he doesn't say anything one time, and then it cuts to him getting interviewed, and he's like, "I completely forgot that that even happened. I don't know what happened. I just completely forgot." And, yeah. And Oscar's like giving him all these like props for like, "Good job, buddy." Yeah. Um, the Creed moments, uh, two really funny ones. Uh, well, there's a bunch with Creed. Creed is low key one of my favorite characters in the show, just because he comes in and does something really yeah. funny. Uh, the one where he comes in and he's covered in blood. Uh, and it's like the oh, Halloween cool. party. Yeah, I, I, it's, like, I, it's lucky. Well, yeah, somebody was like, I didn't even know the day it was the Halloween party, and Creed was like, me neither. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, when he had, <laughs> when they, I think they merge into the new two companies, and he stole all the printer ink and did his hair like black. <laughs> yes, because he wants to be younger. <laughs> he wants to be young. Yeah. He's like cool thing, but it's like he's like acting really like that's really and it's good. like staining down his like side. Yeah, I think and my it, other favorite one is when um when they're playing the murder mystery. Yeah, that's what and I was he say. comes in. And like, there's like, been a murder. I just gotta grab some of my car, boss. And he just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, great. Uh, uh, on Stanley. Yeah. Him in Florida. Him in Florida. Florida Stanley. Stanley Florida is Stanley is hilarious. cracking me. Uh, yeah. cracked me up so much. Uh, and then the other one would be um, when it's like Donut Day or whatever it is when he's like <laughs> pretzel so, day. Pretzel, pretzel day. day. Yeah, and he's like crazy <laughs> excited about the pretzels. Yeah. Whenever he like is different from his element is yeah. really really funny. Um, obviously the fire scene. You know, it's oh, like Stanley, that. Obama, you you have a black president. You can't die, Stanley. Um, that that whole like, I mean, that would be another one to go into. Like, what's the best opening? Oh yeah. Um, because they the cold opens. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Michael Shore is like the king of cold opens. Like his yeah. shows always have. Like yeah. you're starting Parks and Rec. There are some prime cold opens yeah. in that. Well, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine has Nine-Nine. great ones. Yeah. So yeah, I think the fire one probably has to be the the funniest. Probably <laughs> like just because it was just like crazy intense. <laughs> Yeah, anything uh, with Dwight where like uh, he cuts, <laughs> where he cuts the the face off the dummy uh, because he's like, all right, the dummy's died, like the CPR training, and he's like, what did we like? How many minutes do we have before the organs go back? You know, and then it's like he cuts the like face off and like Dwight, and he's like Clarice, <laughs> like he's like Clarice, and he's wearing the mask. That's hilarious. Um, 
There's so many. I mean, really, uh, favorite Ryan moments. Um, I loved when he kind of, after the whole collapse of, you know, him being like VP and yeah. all that stuff, and he's working, um, like, pretty much from there on, it's like my favorite prime Ryan moments yeah. because he's kind of given up. He's not like this bad guy really yeah. anymore. He's, you know, right. bleached he's, hair. Like yeah. he's in this tiny broom closet and being like, yeah, yeah she's a, she's a Scranton eight, but like a New York six. So uh, yeah. you know, he's talking about Bam. <laughs> like, it's just like little things like that. Um, but definitely him and Kelly, every time they did stuff together. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're funniest moments for sure. I mean, probably to me, like the final episode where he gives up that baby and then they make out and run away together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a little bit like she, she even says it. she's, you know, like, she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, yeah. you are, you know, like he did that. Or like the first time he comes back and he's like, do you have a question? He's like, yes, first, how dare you? You know, <laughs> it's like her, her passive aggressiveness. She's trying to make out with Daryl to make Ryan jealous. And yeah. like, you know, he's like, you need to send this text. And it's just, there's two such a toxic relationship but they're so perfect yeah (laughs) exactly they're both horrible people so they're great together (laughs) but their relationship is horrible yeah and and whenever toby was like had to be around that was always really yeah yeah the one episode with toby where they're he's like talking about having to be like hearing them the whole time and it shows them like yelling and making out and fighting and making out and and he's so fast again he's like stop stop please (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my favorite episode it wasn't like funny but toby and michael when toby was like doing counseling for michael oh i love that and toby's like so excited that like is all like let's draw let's color and he's like i'm really making progress yeah and and michael just like staring at him and just like every time he's like everything about you is the worst <laughs> like the moment that he realizes toby's back because they're like gotta go back to off and you go back and he sees him for the first time he's like no <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like that moment it's such a great cut such a uh so funny um i'm trying to think angela when she throws the cat. cat in the fire. Yeah, in yeah the that's fire. for sure her funniest thing. That is so funny. Um, I like her passive aggressiveness. Like every time she like kind of would like look at him. Where when her and Pam are both pregnant, she has some really good oh burns. Oh my god! So like like so like I'm, I might call child services on a friend because they drink <laughs> water out of a coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, and they're like walking right together when she invited her to go yeah, walking. Yeah, she's like, you, we don't have to walk together anymore. Like it's just like little like yeah, judgmental so. things like that are so funny. Um, I will say I don't. I don't really have like a favorite funny pan moment. She wasn't like a really funny character. I mean, when she like got mad at Michael, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny. You know, yeah, the scene with yeah her. Yeah, mom. she's like, I want to fight you, and he's yeah. like, what? You know, or or like the like you know, don't make me call your mom. He's like, you're not my dad. You know, yeah. just, that was really funny. Um, yeah, she it definitely for her it was definitely like reactions and yeah. like she yeah you know um, she, she sort of played the straight man character yeah. in the whole show yeah i mean and her and jim did t- jim was like that too but he was then the like witty wisecrack pull skits on people yeah you know or pull on that skits um pranks on people yeah yeah and then uh gabe uh okay. when he's yelling at andy to shut up about the sun is like top five moments in all. You talking awesome. about when they're interviewing him? Yeah, yes. and like he's like, "Shut up about the sun! Yeah. Shut up about the sun!" I also really liked it when um, <laughs> when Andy made uh, Gabe and then Plop's girlfriend 
come work at the office. Do you remember that one? Like, because Plop and um, Aaron are dating and then like, and they tell Andy to like get over it and move on basically. And so then he brings in Plop's ex-girlfriend from college (laughs) and, and then he brings back um, uh, Gabe. Gabe. And so then they're in the conference room together and Gabe is like trying to convince Aaron to come back to him. And he's talking about how he's like shaved everywhere (laughs) and then he's done this and he's done that. And he's like saying all this stuff. And Aaron is like really grossed out the whole time. She's just like, disgusted the the game is so underrated because he's so funny because he's this you know when we first see him he's this vanilla guy but then we find out later throughout the series he is like the creepiest like yeah. the, the episode where he has the video of the halloween and he yes. just puts on his call mask and walks out of the room it's so funny like yeah. like what who would make this yeah like it's not inside my car like, <laughs> yeah. like, like and he's trying to describe it and he's like very filmmaker terms i'm yeah. like i feel like i know some of these people who would make something like yeah. this yeah well and the fact that he's like really into japanese culture <laughs> yeah. so it's like i just aaron's like describing like she's like i hate like being around you, I yeah. hate being touched by you. Like, it's <laughs> like, like you really should not be in a relationship yeah. with them. I think Aaron getting mad at um, uh, you just we're talking about earlier, yeah. Michael and um, uh, Holly, Holly, yeah, yeah. Sure. I think Aaron be acting like the like when Michael and Aaron's relationship develops into like the daughter, and, yeah, and father daughter relationship, and she's like upset about the mo- the new woman coming in dating her dad she's like, like i just don't get it like, yeah and it just cut to her all the time and he's like i'm really happy for michael because like if she says yes then like michael will get what she wants and if she says no then michael will will uh dodge a bullet yeah he'll dodge the biggest mistake he could ever make in his life and i'm just like like the way that she's just so straight about it yeah it's, it's, she is the sweetest person in the world but she just has those things yeah. like that. Or um, when she goes to Florida and she's taking care of the old woman and she brings her a uh, boiled Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Or there's, I feel like there's some episode, I can't remember which one it is, where like somebody will walk in and she'll be like, get out, yeah, get out. <laughs> well, she brought, she brought Robert California a cup of coffee. It's like all the way up to the rim and it's cold. He's like, why is it so cold? It's like, you wanted just an old cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. And Andy's like, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like she is so dumb. literal. Yeah, dumb. And <laughs> it's just, I love Aaron. She's yeah. a great character. Yeah, she really was. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Well, um, uh, the the warehouse guys. Yeah, I mean Daryl, he's yeah. great. Um, he's a, he's once again not like a crazy funny character. Yeah, but, but when he gets super drunk because he's mad yes, at Jim, that, you know, was, so that was really really funny. That was amazing yeah, actually. And then comes, when he just falls into the table, <laughs> and he tries to swing at him, and he's been drinking that stuff that that uh, <laughs> that like, Dwight it's like made. Abs- it's like yeah, that's drink. like just like it's like straight alcohol yeah. basically. Uh, and it's super nasty and everybody's like this is gross you know and he's just like drinking it out of the bowl and yeah. he's like super drunk yeah he yeah. runs over he's like Jim and Jim's like oh guys want, and they're like he's like cool and he does a little Yes. Uh, when Michael makes the cocktail for Meredith, who's clearly drunk because he he's like, it's orange juice, absinthe, uh, like it's just like every you know. And she's like, this is amazing, and he's like, does a little finger gun sort the camera because he thinks he's like awesome, but she's clearly an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, it's just. It's a great show. It's a great There's show. There's no two ways about it. So uh, a lot of those characters obviously have gone on to do some amazing stuff, which mm-hmm. most people know. Uh, Kelly went on, which is why she left. Actually, Mindy Callen. Yeah, she. Yeah. yeah, Mindy Callen went on to do the Mindy 
project, mini project yeah. yeah which ryan actually was a writer on so mm-hmm. that's why i think why they left in season nine yeah. so she could go do that show yeah they're uh, real life best friends like they hang out all the time. uh karen went on to do parks and rec mm-hmm. um obviously steve carell has gone to do a ton of stuff yeah. obviously um john krasinski has gone on to he's a director he's in yeah a uh, bunch of a uh, bunch of movies now jack did, ryan jack sure. ryan the yeah. quiet place he you know it's funny thing with him it's like he came out where like andy and michael or um um well michael um steve carell you know went on and kind of had like more like faster success yeah um you know i remember john krasinski had that movie he was in with matt damon about like oil and like yeah some kind well, of like he had direct he directed that movie john oh, okay. kaczynski had directed several movies that kind of critically got panned and stuff yeah. like that and then that's when like the quiet place kind of because it was like the first success. Yeah, well, I feel like did. the first big thing that I feel like I saw him in where he was like the leading man and it did really well was Jack Ryan. Yeah. Um, and then The Quiet Place came in. Yeah, after he did the first uh, 13 Hours. Do you remember that? The Benghazi like story. He got like super jacked for that. Uh, okay. It was like the Michael Bay like movie. And uh, and that was like the first time that people were like, Jim is like Jack. Yeah. You know, like it was like, Whoa. I do think him getting jacked has made yeah. people see him in a different light. Yeah. And I mean, than the goofy guy in the yeah, office. Yeah. There's been a lot of talks of him being like Mr. Fantastic. Oh, interesting. Um, he would do a good job actually with that. Yeah. He would do good. And like Emily Blunt would be, you know. Oh, that'd be cool. So, yeah. you know, it's just like little things like that that yeah. people have been talking. So. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's, so he, he, right off the bat, didn't go on to do great stuff right away but then i mean he definitely yeah. is a huge star at this point i think um probably the biggest one out of all of them other than um, um steve carell steve carell yeah i mean and, and at this point not that steve carell's career has gone down but yeah. it's like he hasn't done as much stuff recently that like john krasinski with the quiet place and jack right. ryan and some of these other things might actually be kind yeah. of at par yeah i steve feel carell. like yeah john krasinski is definitely getting in the flow i mean he has a youtube yeah. during this quarantine time and yeah the first episode got 60 million views right. and, you know so yeah. he even talked i mean he's married to him once so. right uh <laughs> so um but yeah i think a lot of people thought rain wilson was going to be the big actor that Coming came out, out of it this. because dwight was such a loved character I and mean, he really was like the kramer and all these yeah. different things and we listened to armchair expert with rain wilson and i mean he essentially flopped like yeah. came out with a couple movies that did really badly and the rocker and, yeah. and i i remember watching those like i was excited and it was kind of the era of like napoleon dynamite where yeah. like you know kind of the bad acting funny weird right was the popular thing but i think that flamed out pretty quickly well and i think it's hard for those character actors yeah you know in a show like we've talked about before you need your like your two not not um sexual orientation straight but you're straight characters as far as the jokes go yeah yeah um you kind of your normal people the grounded characters. Yeah, you're too grounded kind of like normal parentheses or quotes normal characters and you usually have like a normal guy and a normal girl yeah. and then they're in this we- world yeah. of weirdos and crazies. yeah there are reaction to yeah what's they're happening. they're supposed to be us yeah uh, which is why a lot of times then they have the more dominant love relationship yeah. so that way once again we can identify with their love relationship yep. and we can experience this weird crazy world that they're in through their eyes um and i I feel like you know in that one obviously it's that's totally uh jim and pam yeah and i feel like it's hard for the kramers and the dwights and um i'm trying to think of other you know even even barney yeah on how much other you know it's it's hard for these other characters joey (laughs) joey yeah it's hard for them to go out phoebe it's hard for them to go out and become stars 
<laughs> screech. <laughs> yeah, screech. Um, I mean, but I mean, that's a great yeah. example, though. Uh, it's hard for those people to come out and become the, yeah. the, the actual actor to go on and do more stuff because everybody sees them as that crazy weirdo from that show. Yeah, yeah I mean, just think about John Heater, like Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, he really, I mean, he's not in anything now. Yeah. And he's gone, and he, Napoleon Dynamite was like the biggest movie in the world. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, you see that, especially with like friends and, you know, um, even Seinfeld to a certain degree, it's like a lot of those characters just, you, you, they're huge yeah. and they're getting paid hundreds of thousand dollars an episode in their shows and everybody loves them in that yeah. show. Um, you know, even Carlton from Fresh Prince, you know, it's like all these people, but it's like, then after that, it's like hard. It's so much easier for us to see Jim go on. Like the character we know of as Jim, it's easier for us to see him in another movie and it'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Then for us to see Dwight in another movie yeah. and be like, yeah, that makes sense because it just doesn't. Yeah. We, we know him as Dwight. Exactly. And so now if he's like a norm, now if he's playing the normal straight yeah. comedy character, it just doesn't work as well. Well, and that was the thing. Like in The Rocker, he was like the rock version of Dwight. You know, like he yeah. still played those, and it just didn't work. Which because, then doesn't work because it's like the main character can't be that person. Yeah, exactly. Most like, of the time. Yeah. I mean, there are flukes like Napoleon Dynamite, but yeah. for the most part, it's like even in Adam Sandler movies where his character is a goof yeah. and immature or whatever character he's playing in that time, it's still, there's he's the most normal out of his friends. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like his like... You know, Adam Sandler's character never graduated from high school or never graduated from college, but then his like friends around him are even worse potheads yeah, or yeah. even worse, you know, idiots or airheads yeah. or you know whatever yeah. than he is. More cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was the thing. Like Frasier in Cheers was an intellect surrounded by idiots. You know, kind of like that was the whole thing. Is Frasier and and Sam had a good kind of balance. Yeah. Um. Where then you go to Frasier the show and you kind of had to reinvent the whole surrounding for him. Yeah. Like he had to be kind of surrounded by more intellectual people and kind of yeah. They're great. He's the grounded character still. But but in Cheers he has like moments where he freaks. You know, yeah. like it, it was interesting how they kind of reinvented that. Yeah. And that was success afterwards. Yeah, I'd say if you could actually do a spin-off show of anybody um off of the office that wasn't Jim and Pam, which I don't think I mean that's kind of already what the office was. So yeah. I don't know if you'd really do another one. Um it would probably be Oscar. You know, if you think about it. Like, yeah. like you could have a thing about him like him as a politician yeah. and his office yeah. as a local politician. Um, or maybe he's a state senator or, or a congressman in the national level. And you could do something with him because it's like he, like his whole caricature aspect of him was that he was gay yeah, and smart. Yeah. And it's like, well, in early 2000s, being gay was more cartoonish yeah, because it wasn't as common. Yeah. But now it's like, that's a no, that's not yeah. a big deal anymore. You know? So it's like that, that isn't really something that would make him not the normal character. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's not like he had some weird beat farm or that yeah. he didn't care about his job or yeah. that he was, you know, maybe mentally challenged, you know, it's like, he, you know, it's like he was just, he yeah. was just a normal guy that happened to be gay. Yeah, exactly. That was his thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was smart, which is what most accounts yeah. are. Well, he's he, opinionated. Yeah. Uh, but that he was like, like his ultimate flaw, right? Was yeah. that like he was over, you know, so when the company's trying to figure out answers, Michael brings him in, 
in front of all these VPs and presidents yeah. and stuff. And he like doesn't that. give an opinion. Yeah, and he's like, uh, uh and Michael's like, you let me down, you know, like he kind of called him out in a very serious way with yeah. the whole episode, Michael. You know, yeah, he, which is kind of cool. Once yeah. full circle for him is that yeah. then he then goes and runs for office and is willing to give his opinions exactly. and stand up for what he believes yeah. in, yeah, and even stand up as a homosexual. So, yeah. um, so uh, yeah, I don't, I feel like he would probably have the best. Yeah. Storyline. Yeah. Um, out of everybody else. But um so anyways, yeah, I uh it's interesting to see how what people have gone on and what people haven't. You know, I think probably the one that surprised me the most, because once again, going back, I think one of the things that's been interesting is like see, watching it all ten years after it ended, is that I can see who has gone on to do stuff and who hasn't. Yeah. Um and the one that I'm probably most surprised by, you know, is like here you have Mindy went on to do stuff. Steve Carell went on to do stuff. John Krasinski went on to do stuff. I mean, Dwight has been in some stuff, not like a lot, but Rainn yeah. Wilson has gone on to do stuff. I mean, Ryan's like a best-selling children's author. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, even Daryl, you know, is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, gone on to be on other shows. Um, uh, Aaron went on to do her thing. What was her show called? Uh, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great show. Um what probably surprised me the most was that Pam never really went yeah. on to do more stuff. Like I was looking her up on IMDP. Yeah. Jennifer Fisher. And she like not really, hasn't really been in yeah anything. She, she wrote notable. a book, uh, for like actors and, um, apparently it's really good because yeah, she, um, she, she did, uh, Dewey Cox, the, the kind of, it was a spook yeah. movie of like, yeah. Walk Owen Wilson was in it, right? Uh, no, it was, um, John C. Riley. Oh, okay. John C. And Riley. so she was in that, and that was kind of funny off the wall. And then she uh, got hired on to do a TV show, and then she did the pilot or something like that, and then it got fired. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was like devastated after that. And she wrote a book about it, essentially being like, I had never been fired. You know, I just went from like one of the biggest shows ever to doing this show and getting fired after the first episode. And so she talked about that experience. And so she's on a show now. Um, where it's like a, a divorce show or something, and I think that's been semi popular. Yeah, but yeah, like, like I mean, like you said, like she, but like her real life, she is like Pam in real life. You know, like she's yeah. very like down to earth. Her Instagram is just her making bread. You know, yeah, she has a podcast, The Office Girl. Her and Angela, you know, do it, and they're best friends in real life, which is funny that they were like yeah rivals. Know. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, I mean, it's and then uh, I've seen Stanley, and uh, he's in a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial. Yeah, he's been in funny. some stuff. Kevin's been in some commercials, uh, like a Bush's Beans commercial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Phyllis, did you know uh, she didn't act? So she was a Dallas I, Cowboys cheerleader back in the day, and then she was a uh, she was the um, casting director. Casting director. Yeah. And they liked her so much that they yeah because she was like reading lines for yeah. people and they're yeah. like you should be in the show yeah yeah which is crazy no well and then um, I mean a lot of those people like Jim really hadn't been in a lot of stuff before the office and it's like you think about like what that show did for so many careers and oh, I think yeah. that also says something about a show when it launches a bunch of careers into yeah other shows or movies i mean you think about if you have you know the unbreakable kimmy schmidt you have the mindy project you have the movies from steve carell and john krasinski you yeah. have um rain wilson stuff that's five people yeah 
that have gone on to do other stuff and maybe not to the level that they all wanted it to, but yeah. the fact that like five people from that show have gone on to make more stuff. I mean, and Ryan being a writer, yeah, on Ed Helms. Shows. I mean, he yeah, was, Ed Helms. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. Ed Helms. And obviously, yeah, we didn't even talk about it. It helps. Obviously he went on to do the different hangovers, a uh, bunch of like independent movies. His yeah. career kind of hasn't. Yeah. I, well, and I know that he was, I actually read an article because he has a new thing coming out on Netflix, I think, or Hulu, uh, here soon. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's the cop. Yeah, where yeah. he's like him and a, yeah, and a coffee, kid. coffee and cream. I think. Yeah, coffee. Yeah. Um, but uh, or Kareem. Uh, but the he was talking about how his career kind of took a hit when he did um, Summer Vacation. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it was like one of the first comedies to like not do very well in the yeah, box office. Yeah, it was office. a National Lampoon's, Lampoon's Family yeah. Vacation, yeah. but it was like a. And it only, it only came, I think it's like opening weekend was like 15 million or something like that. And so it was like, it took, but since then, like no comedies have really done that well. Yeah. And I remember watching it. It's a relatively funny movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he hasn't really like, but again, you know, it was interesting because I knew I had never watched any episodes of him in the office yeah. when I watched the hangovers. And so when I watched, when I think of Ed Helms, I think of him in the hangover yeah. as being the dentist. He's, yeah you know, afraid of things and doesn't want to do any of the stuff and it's constantly freaking out. And so then to see him as Andy is like a completely different character. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a great actor. Like that's the yeah. thing at Helms. Is so like, it was, it was, that was kind of like an interesting experience. Cause I'm like, Oh, everybody else sees this guy as Andy and then they're watching this movie. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I see him as the guy from hangover playing Andy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool though to see how many of those people have gone on and do stuff, and I and I bet that Jennifer Fisher will. Yeah, because well, I mean, I mean, you have all these people like you're saying they're younger. Yeah, that love The Office. That like if she was in a show that was well written again, yeah, people would go watch that just because of her. Yeah, well, and and think about Jim, one of Jim's first girlfriends in the show, Amy Adams. Oh yeah, Amy Adams. So like yeah. that was the thing is that uh, Jennifer Fisher. She just talking about how she was talking to Amy Adams and um. I think she had said Amy Adams was kind of like, oh yeah, I have like this independent movie coming out. You know, it's 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 like the sun. It was where they it was her kind of breakout indie breakout movie um, where they were like cleaner, their sisters. And oh, like, Sunshine Cleaners. Yeah, Sunshine Cleaners. Emily Blunt's in that movie too. But uh, Jenna Fisher was you know just like kind of like encouraging her. It's like, oh yeah, just keep you know keep working. You do great and all that stuff. And then became Amy Adams. <laughs> yeah, know, like one yeah. of the biggest stars yeah. in the world. So uh, it's just funny how like little things like that. It was it was oftentimes like you go back and you'd be surprised at how many like kind of little characters. Are, yeah. Like, up. yeah yeah now there's definitely people that would show up and stuff or side yeah. characters i'd be like what are yeah. they in the show um so uh yeah i i still think like jenna fisher has i'd love to see her find her kind of new groove because yeah. I, I feel like she has a lot more potential and she was actually in other stuff before the office yeah um as little bit characters kind of like what amy adams had done so it's like i know that she she has the potential for sure. Yeah, um, to be more than just Pam. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Although, as much as this show is on reruns and everything else, I'm sure they all have plenty of money. Oh yeah, and never need to work another day in their life. So no. yeah. some of it might be that they're not hungry for it as <laughs> much as when they were literally hungry. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Stanley. Uh, he uses like that was always a meme. You know, they're like because you would see him and he's so happy and you know like yeah. the fun. It's 
Stanley is like the real, how yeah, he is yeah. in real life. And like, people are like, man, like I want that office, like post office checks, you know, like yeah. Stanley life. Like that's all I want. So. Well, and you think about it, most of the time he was just sitting in those back doing a crossword puzzle, yeah. getting paid thousands of dollars for it. I'll Amazing. do a crossword puzzle for thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah I mean, Toby, has he been in anything? No. So I heard, uh, one thing I read was that Toby, cause they, a bunch of them directed episodes. Yeah. Uh, John Krasinski did a couple of the other ones did. So Toby actually also directed some of the episodes oh. and he is supposedly really shy and didn't actually like being on camera. Oh, interesting. And so he would, if he was directing the episode, he would specifically make sure that his character wasn't in the show, so that way he didn't have to be in it. <laughs> Toby, some of the funniest moments with Toby is when he, they're all locked in the office, and they're laughing, and he puts his hand on Pam's leg. Yes. And then runs out. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to South America. <laughs> he just <laughs> runs away. So funny. Um, and then probably like the last episode where he's in the back of the car and he's like, yeah, I got my roommates, you know? Eight made, of them. Yeah, he's like, I ate them. Made them all sign leases so they couldn't leave. You know, like it was <laughs> yeah. just like, he was just like, I'm going to have friends. Yes. And it's just his sadness of his life. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's exactly. so funny. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely his and Michael Scott's interactions were just amazing. The amount that Michael just hated Toby and the amount that Toby like just never understood. Like, what did I ever do to you? Has that song at the end when like, I mean, and, and also like the fact that Michael's trying to like, impress holly at the same time like it's this great like little like moment can't be too mean because then holly would be like that's mean yeah yeah but he hates toby so much like ah it's brilliant or when he has to do uh the review of him is that what you're talking about when he has to give him like his exit review yeah is that what you're talking about yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. that's when he's yeah Yeah, it's the first time you meet holly yeah yeah yeah. because he said at the beginning of that episode michael sky said today is the best day it's gonna be the best day of my life and that's when he meets holly for the first time um and so we all think you know it's toby because of toby yeah yeah um and then uh his actually proposal with her was actually really good too michael's proposal i thought that was nice that was very nice uh edis elbra is in it uh you know, he's the boss. He's kind of annoying, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The one that kind of comes in and takes yeah. over after Jane. Well, and, uh, yeah, loves Dwight's stuff. Yeah. I, I really kind of was annoyed when I first watched it, but going back and rewatching it, I think it's funny, just especially that moment of realizing what Dwight is saying is insane. Yeah. You know, he's just like, oh, my God. And um, do you remember the episode where... Another good Kevin one, actually, is because he kind of does... they play that joke twice because then with uh, oh, yeah, the cookie. robert california yeah yeah and, and it's like ryan's trying so hard <laughs> yeah. and then kevin like doesn't know anything and he's like thinks it's an analogy yeah. and at the very end he's like you've been talking about cookies this whole time haven't you <laughs> yeah or or when uh <laughs> when when kevin is uh purposely like using less words and yes. they're like kevin this isn't saving that me save long time over long time. uh that's great but um no it's the episode where uh michael is having dwight and jim like act like they're on a sales call with each other and jim's character is butt liquor and that's when like dwight like yeah. yelled like butt liquor our prices have never been lowered <laughs> like he's like can't be yelling at me uh all those manipulation moments yes. are the best like, oh yeah so good uh, uh one or, of my one of my favorite outside of probably hmm, one of my favorite like relationship developments and like relationship dynamics probably 
outside of like kind of like the main ones that like the show is obviously pushing yeah is um pam and dwight yeah that was great like when when she is like trying to like get him to like stop cutting back on the building yeah and he sees her in the hallway or you know into the stairwell and like decides to help her but doesn't yeah. tell her yeah and the amount of times that she tries to help him and the times yeah. that she like runs defense yeah. against like her husband you know? well and, and it all starts with um when he gets the concussion and you know he's like making jokes with the you know he's like oh no you're broke you know her her little like ipod or whatever yeah and um or it's like a knockoff and he's like i'm just joking and it's like it's quite my friends you know like yeah and it's like oh pam you're so great you know it's like that that was kind of like the start yeah. of like yeah. oh they as weird as you know as much as jim and and yeah. dwight like back and forth right like pam is like that middle ground yeah i mean at the very end he calls her his best friend yeah which I thought was great. That was great. So, well, it's definitely a show I really enjoyed, as I'm sure most people are like, yeah, Ryan, duh. Yeah. This show's been great for a long time. That's why we've all watched it multiple times over. And well, guys, I'm glad to be welcomed back to the bandwagon. <laughs> I fell off a while ago, but I finally caught back up. Yeah. And I'm going to take my seat next to all of you and enjoy the ride on the bandwagon. <laughs> um, uh, definitely a ton I mean, it's a masterclass in mockumentaries for yeah. sure. It launched a whole movement of mockumentaries for a while. Yeah. And even even shows that weren't mockumentary in like style still had that like, let's see the behind the scenes, you know, like 30 Rock wasn't a mockumentary, but yeah. it definitely followed in that same vein of like the office, uh, you know, kind of like workplace comedy and kind of seeing the behind the scenes of something that we've more seen the front of throughout the years you know it's yeah you know it's obviously kind of making fun of saturday night live and the behind the scenes of saturday night live so it's been cool to see how much the office launched so much other stuff launched yeah. people's careers yeah um so it's a master class in mockumentary comedy sitcom comedy like you said comedies without laugh tracks it was yeah. also i remember when it came out it was one of the first ones that was like a a prime time broadcast show that didn't have the multi-camera yeah. thing. Yeah. It also kind of like set up the beginning of taking cameras off of the multi-camera setup and yeah. doing more single camera uh, yeah. style film. I mean, a lot of the most popular shows like Modern Family, which is ending this season, you know, they took that mockumentary style and yep. made a whole show out of it. And then, um, but there were also some that didn't work, like The Muppet Show. They, <laughs> yeah. tried, to, <laughs> they tried to do something like that. Um, but Parks and Rec, you know, I would right. say even Brooklyn Nine Nine, kind of. Yeah. They they don't talk to the camera, obviously, but the 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 zoom ins, the the quick cuts, and yep. kind of feeling and more again reality. That, that workplace comedy, yeah. Which not that there hasn't existed that before, but I feel like The Office started um, a new era of that. You yeah. know, I mean, obviously there was things like Cheers is technically kind of a workplace. I mean, it's a bar. Yeah. You know, uh, Wings was a workplace comedy, yep. but. You know, it's like that was like almost like the old school version of it where it was almost like the little like the little boom yeah. jokes, you know, whereas like this feels more like more the improv yeah. approach to comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and then uh, you have kind of like the interesting hybrid of Arrested Development. You know, yeah. where you have the narrator is kind of telling the story right. of this. They're kind of the cutaway. Yeah, cutaway and stuff yeah. where it's like How I Met Your Mother, you know, had the narrator as well, but it was yeah. a sitcom, you know, yeah. multi-camera sitcom kind of. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was kind of the hybrid too. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Arrested Development was almost like the hybrid on the art on the yeah. more independent side, yeah. and then like How I Met Your Mother would have been more the hybrid on the more like broadcast yeah. traditional yeah. traditional multi camera sitcom. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you definitely can still see the influence of The Office though to this day. Um. So it's quality show. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure everybody that's listening <laughs> has watched it already. But yeah. if you haven't, yeah. Why don't you go watch it? Yeah, and if watch. you have watched it, no time like the coronavirus <laughs> to go watch it again. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're looking for a quick laugh, uh, the marathon one uh, where yeah, they're the running, fun run, fun yeah. run, uh, that's always a classic. The in, any of the holiday episodes pretty much are always funny. The the dinner party is yes. great, um, and then I mean the wedding. The wedding and is, those like episodes that come after that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there are there are plenty of classic episodes. I'm sure there's a list out or there. Or if you want to feel sentimental about missing your friends or your yeah. work friends, watch when when uh, Michael leaves yeah. the last episode of season yeah. seven or yeah. the last episode of the whole show. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. So highly recommend it. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll enjoy it. But most of all. You'll have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I was like, I, I just said everything that you'll yeah, have. Yeah, you're so. like, uh, most of all, most of all, I have nothing else to I say. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> but, well, uh, from our office to your home office, mm. we want to say thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.